there's nothing worth more that would ever come close nothing can compare your Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome back to Morning Inspirations. I hope everybody's feeling blessed on this beautiful, beautiful Monday morning that God has decided to bless us in today. Let's go ahead and give God some praise. Let him, let him know that you love him. Let's thank him for his grace and his mercy on this day. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we know that there is no other name that we can come in but the name of Jesus. This morning, we thank you this morning for your grace and your mercy, Heavenly Father, because we know that it is new every single day. Heavenly Father, we thank you for keeping your hedge of protection around and about us this day. Heavenly Father, we know that you're able to do all things, and it is your will for us, Father God to train up in the way that you want us to go, Father God. Heavenly Father, today we plead the blood over our lives, Heavenly Father, because we know that the blood still works. Heavenly Father, remove from any anything from us that's not like you, Father God. Train us up in the way that you want us to go, Father God. On this day, Father God, direct our path, O Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we know that you're able because you've already opened up the windows of heaven, Father God. We know that you're able to work miracles, signs, and wonders in our lives today, Father God. And we just want to say thank you for all the things that you have done, all the things that you will do, all the things that you carry us through, all the joy, the happiness, and the love that we have in our hearts on this day, Father God. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for keeping a hedge of protection around our friends and our family, Father God, around our nation's leaders, our ministers, and our bishops too, oh Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we ask right now in the name of Jesus that you bless them from the crowns of their heads to the soles of their feet, Father God. On this day, Father God, someone that may not know you, Father God, may they call out to you, Lord, and you meet them right where they're at, Father God. Let them know, Heavenly Father, that you sit up high and you look down low, Father God, and all they got to do is call out your name, and you'll be there in their hearing. Heavenly Father, let them know, Father God, that you are able to do all things. You're able to bring them out of the dark into the light that you are their friend, you are their father, you are their first love, Father God. You took unto us, Father God, your children, Father God, and we thank you this day for being our father, Father God, sitting in heavenly places, Father God. We thank you and we decree right now in the name of Jesus, Father God, whatever your will be for our lives today, that you continue to walk with us, walk beside us, and in front of us, Father God, direct our path. Lead us in the way that we need to go, Father God. Heavenly Father, we cast all our cares upon you because you said in your word, Father God, to take up your yoke because your burden is light. So we thank you this morning, Father God, 
We thank you this morning in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah to your name, O Lord, because you are worthy to be praised. Thank you, Lord. Just thank you, Lord. Have your way today in our lives. We just thank you, Lord. We just thank you, Lord. We bless your name right now, Lord. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We just thank you, Lord. We worship you right now, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for all that you've done, all that you will do. We thank you, Lord, for being able to come to you, Lord, in our secret dwelling place, Father God, and abiding under your almighty shadow, Father God. We thank you that 10,000 may fall at our right side, but nothing will come up against us, O Heavenly Father. We thank you, Lord, for giving your only begotten Son that whosoever should believe in him shall not perish. Father God, we thank you this day. We give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise right now, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Guys, I woke up this morning with a song in my heart, praises on my lips. You know, as, as every morning, when I wake up and open up my eyes, I thank him for the very breath that he's breathed on me, breathing his breath into our bodies. Let me say that again, breathing his breath into our bodies. He didn't have to do it, but he did. He didn't have to come and die for us, but he did. He did. He did. And I just thank him this morning. You know, this morning, on my way home from dropping my husband off at work, we get up pretty, pretty early. Um, He gave me a call, which was very unusual for him to call me right after he drops me off. Normally, once I drop him off, he'll send me a text that he loves me when he gets to his job site. And this morning he called and I said, hmm, I was halfway home and I said, he must be calling to tell me to, to turn around and pick him back up. But it wasn't what I thought. He called me this morning and he said, honey, you know, my boss and his wife, they lost their son on Thursday. And I thought it was kind of peculiar, you know, when he called me. As I pulled out their driveway of the building, I seen the boss and his wife. And it's normally really, really early for them to be there. Usually my husband and the other foreman is there getting the trucks ready for the crew to take them out. And when I seen him, I thought it was strange that the boss and his wife was there early. And they lost their son on Thursday. Um, The boss's wife, husband, uh, found their son dead in their home. And that just changed, it shifted my mood just a little. But I began to call on the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I begin to call on the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, to bring comfort. You know, my husband said to me, you know, they ask that we lift them up in prayer. They do know that me and my husband were Christians. And, you know, I thank God in that moment for being able to be used as a vessel, as a vessel, as a vessel. It's not my words. 
It's not my words, but it's the love that God has placed in my heart with him being on the inside of me. And I thank the Lord that I was able to call out to him and talk to him and let him know to heal hearts, Lord. Give him some understanding. Give him some insight. Give him some strength that it was their only son and they're older in stature. He's old. He was older. And they just cried out. So guys, lift them up in your prayers today. I'm always saying God's grace and mercy, him breathing his breath into our body. Someone didn't wake up this morning. And although this is my husband's boss's son, these people are a part of our lives, whether my husband worked for them or not. They're still people. God told us to love our neighbors. Love our neighbors. They don't have to be physically related to you with blood running through your vein. They could be a stranger on the street. You just never know what someone else is going through. So lift them up today. Meditate on that today, that somebody woke up this morning and lost a loved one. And we just pray their strength that they know the name of Jesus, that they, uh, they ask Jesus to come be a part of their lives before it's too late. Ask him for forgiveness. Ask him for forgiveness. Ask him to change your heart and your mind. Direct your path. He will do it. He will do it. He will do it. Baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. I'm still in my baby step stage, but I'm thankful and I'm grateful that I am where I am right now. That my heavenly father met me right where I was at, where I left him. He don't leave us. We leave him. Go back and tell him that you love him today. Go back and surrender your heart to him. Repent, move on, try to be the best righteous man or woman that God has called you to be. We living in a time right now where we need to lean on each other for support, for love, for fellowship, a peace of mind, wisdom and understanding. So I thought I would just start the show this morning and let you know Be that vessel for someone. Let God pour his living water into you so that you'll be, you'll have something to pour out in someone else's time of need. Ask him to give you that right word. Give you that love, that peace, and that understanding that surpasses anything that you can possibly imagine. Because he's able Start planting those seeds. Start planting those seeds. But lift them up in your prayers as my husband and I will be doing. So let's move on to where we're going to go today. Today we're in Numbers chapter 9. And we're going to read through. This is the Passover as it is titled in my NIV. We're reading out of the NIV this morning. The Lord spoke to Moses in the desert of Sinai in the first month of the second year after they came out of Egypt. And he said, 
have the Israelites celebrate the Passover at the appointed time. Celebrated at the appointed time at twilight on the 14th day of this month in accordance with all its rules and regulations. So Moses told the Israelites to celebrate the Passover and they did so in the desert of Sinai at the twilight of the 14th day of the first month. The Israelites did everything just as the Lord commanded Moses, but some of them could not celebrate the Passover on on that day because they were ceremonially unclean on the account of a dead body. So they came to Moses and Aaron in the same day and said to Moses, we have been unclean because of a dead body, but why should we be kept from presenting the Lord offering with the other Israelites at the appointed time? Moses answers them, wait until I find out what the Lord commands concerning you. Then the Lord said to Moses, tell when any of you or your descendants are unclean because of a dead body or are away on a journey, they are still to celebrate the Lord's Passover, but they are to do it on the 14th day of the second month at twilight. They are to eat the lamb together with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. They must not leave any of it to morning or break any of its bones. When they celebrate the Passover, they must follow all regulations. But if anyone who is ceremonially clean and not on a journey falls to cele- fails to celebrate the Passover, they must be cut off from their people for not presenting the Lord's offering at the point in time. They will bear the consequences of their sins. A foreigner residing among you is also to celebrate the Lord's Passover in accordance with his rules and regulations. You must have the same regulations for both the foreigner and the native born. The cloud above the tabernacle, verse 15. On the day of the tabernacle, the tent of the covenant law was set up. The cloud covered it from evening to morning, and the cloud above the tabernacle looked like fire. That is how it continued to be. The cloud covered it, and at night it looked like fire. Whenever the cloud lifted from above the tent, the Israelites set out wherever the cloud settled. The Israelites encamped. At the Lord's command, the Israelites set out, and at his command, they encamped. As long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle, they remained in camp. When the cloud remained over the tabernacle a long time, the Israelites obeyed the Lord's order and did not set out. Sometimes the cloud was over the tabernacle only a few days. At the Lord's command, they would encamp, and then at his command, they would set out. Sometimes the cloud stayed only from evening to morning, and when it lifted in the morning, they set out. Whether day by day or night, Wherever the cloud lifted, they set out. Whatever the cloud stayed over the tabernacle for two days or a month or a year, the Israelites would remain in camp and not set out. But when it lifted, they would set out. At the Lord's command, they encamped, and at the Lord's command, they set out. They obeyed the Lord's order in accordance with his command through Moses. Chapter 10, the silver trumpets. 
We're going to stop right there at chapter 10 because I just want to go over what we just read. Now, we know based on Friday what Numbers is about, the census, the clans, the tribal leaders of each clan, given duties for the tabernacle, outside the tabernacle, you know, rules and regulations for the people. Now we're at the point where everything is finished. The tabernacle is finished. The Ark of Covenant is finished. And God has settled. His presence has settled over the tabernacle of the meeting place. Now, we're talking about the Passover that we talked about chapters before. When God told them when to eat unleavened bread and when not to eat unleavened bread when not to have it in their homes and when to have it in their homes, what parts they were supposed to eat, what animals, lamb, etc. So now he's reminding them of what they should be doing in celebration for the Passover, the 14th of the month. But then there were there was those that had been around dead bodies and they wanted to be able to give God an offering too. So they said, what should we do? Because they knew that they would be unclean. So if we go on over to our Matthew Henry, our Matthew Henry breaks it down for us a little bit. And it basically tells us that in order of solemnization of Passover the day the 14th the 12th month after they came out of Egypt on the 14th day of the first month of the second year some days before they were numbered for that was done in the beginning of the second month observe God gave particular orders for keeping of this Passover and for the odds that appear After this, they kept no Passover till they came to Canaan. This was an early indication of the abolishing of the ceremonial intentions. The ordinance of the Lord's Supper. It says here, let me kind of brief read this because I made other notes. The ordinance of the Lord's Supper which came in the room of the Passover was not this intermediate or set aside in the first days of the Christian church. Though those were days of greater difficulties and distress than Israel knew in the wilderness. The Lord's Supper was to be celebrated more frequently than afterwards. The Israelites in the wilderness could not forget their deliverance of Egypt. All the danger was when they came to Canaan. However, because the first Passover was celebrated in a hairy, it was the will of God that at the return at the return of the year, when they were more composed and better acquainted with the divine law, that they should observe it again that their children might more distinctly understand and better remember it afterwards. Moses faithfully transmitted to the people the orders given to him 
The people observed the orders given to them. They kept the Passover even in the wilderness. Thus is God's Israel provided for the for in a desert. Instructions given concerning those that were ceremonially unclean when they were to eat the Passover. The law of the Passover require every Israelite to eat it. They must therefore wash and then compass God's altar. Now certain men were defiled by the body, the dead body of a man, and they laid under that defilement seven days, and in that time may not eat the holy things. So all the things that were holy and unclean at this particular time, in the Old Testament, they weren't allowed to go near anything that was holy and clean. If they had been around the dead, it didn't necessarily have to be the dead from battle. It could have been some their loved ones, and they weren't allowed to celebrate until the second month. Also, in my own little words, and I'm going to wrap this up, You know, as I read this passage and I went on over and read chapter 10, um, I got to thinking about everything that God has done thus far since he brought them out of Egypt. And in my mind, this shows me Psalms 23, that he goes before us and prepares a table in the presence of our enemies. Now, I know that's two different totally breakdowns from my Bible scholars, but I'm saying in my mind, as I apply it to my life and look at the things that God has done for his people, I kind of look at everything, how he set everything up from giving them specific instructions on the building of the tabernacle of meeting, specific instructions on the building of the ark, picking out two people with skills to lead the people and show them how to build and do certain things, from doing the census with the clans and putting leaders in positions that helped took some of the weight off of Moses and Aaron appointing Aaron, the priest, him and his sons, giving them helpmates to help with the stuff in the tabernacle, ascending his presence upon the tabernacle of the meeting place for plain eye to see it. I talk about all the time how we live in a world that we need to see and touch and feel stuff. We do. But can you imagine being able to see a cloud ascend and descend on something that you ask God for right now in your personal life and He's you can truly see him directing your path. You can truly see the cloud sitting on your house and when he's ready for you to move, you move. That's the same thing with walking by faith and not by sight. But aren't you glad about it today? 
Aren't you glad about it that all this stuff that he prepared, even sending his only begotten son for us, that we may not be able to physically see him descend and unsend, descend and ascend, but he is on the inside of us and he directs our path every day. All you got to do is call out, Holy Spirit, give me some direction on this day. Come and rest a while. Give me some insight. Bestow upon me your wisdom and your understanding. But Lord, that might have been a mighty thing to be able to see a cloud moving before you by day and night. And as I began to continue to think about it, I thought about it, how he made all these preparations, putting everything carefully in place for his people, his firstborn son, as he called them a couple chapters back. Even though they were stiff-necked people, hard-headed as the devil, and I wouldn't say as the devil, forgive us, <laughs> that's a bad example. But you know, we do still have to get rid of some of our ways. That's an old saying that our parents used to say. So scratch that, forgive me, Lord. <laughs> but hard-headed, hard-headed people, and he still loved them. We're hard-headed people. It fell in my spirit. Psalms 23. Psalms 23 fell in my spirit. And when it fell in my spirit, I could begin to see the of God, the preparation of how he had promised. He promised the Israelites the land of milk and honey could begin to see his promise unfolded. And I remembered the passage, Psalms 23, how he goes before us and prepares a table in the presence of our enemies and anoints our head with oil. So our cup runneth over. So all the things that he has put in place for these people. I, in my little mind, chalked it up to Psalms 23 sometimes. How he prepares things for us. Because they getting ready to go into battle against the Canaanites. They going to get their land that God promised them. They going in to get God promised them. So everything from the senses to the Passover, the rules and regulations, all this stuff got so thoughtfully planned out for what he called his people, his sons. So just imagine, sometimes we can't see the things as God is doing in our life the people, the places, the things. We can't see into the future, although we got people out here now that saying they can, and they, they've been around for a long time. They're just coming out and being more blatant about it. I'd rather have God look into my future and direct my path 
And I'm glad I don't know what direction he's going to take me to. But I know one thing by reading his word, any path that he takes me on is for his perfect will. You guys be blessed in everything that you do today. Take this with you, meditate on this word. Over to chapter 10, 11 and 20, and see what else you can find out that's going on in this book of numbers. Peace and blessings to you all. Until next time.